0: Everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the witch's tea where we'll be talking about mediumship i'm Malloryn of moon lady divination on all platforms
1: and i'm violet of violet the green witch on instagram if you just joined us on the witch's tea each week we will discuss topics centered around witchcraft magical practices and everything beyond the veil we bring magic and chaos into your life So this week we're talking about mediumship and Malloran, would you like to kick us off and tell us a little bit about your mediumship experience?
0: Sure. um, Mediumship. I mean, it's a big part of my practice. I didn't realize how big of a part of it was until... I didn't even talked about it. I didn't really have a name for it. I knew I was like talking to beings and entities that weren't in front of me physically. Um, but going into like doing more of my witchcraft practice and psychic work, I started saying like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a difference. There's a difference between intuition, mediumship, psychic work, you know, there are, there are differences. And then kind of naming it was like, oh, okay, this is important, but <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's such a huge part of the work that, um, I guess that we do, you know, just in general. I mean, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. And same, like, I didn't ever give it a name for a long time. I didn't even know there was a difference between being a psychic and a medium um you know i just for a very long time i was just like i'm just a psychic and i and i kind of thought like all psychics could be mediums but i didn't realize that not all psychics are mediums but all mediums are psychics uh which can be that's like a tongue it's like a tongue twister right um but yeah that's like something that i just was never even aware of that those are two like different kinds of gifts and or or you know functions um mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, I I just started seeing, you know, <laughs> dead people. I started seeing ghosts in my grandmother's house. <laughs> so that's um, and I and I was also at the same time having like psychic experiences, like I would have prophetic dreams all the time when I was a child and stuff like that. But I and I didn't know what to do with that, you know, And as I got older, I started understanding it more. But, um, I never understood how they went together and how important they are together. you know, and like how my psychic gifts actually inform my mediumship abilities because I, you know, I am more of a mental medium, which I use all my clear. So I you know, I receive messages from spirit generally through clairvoyance and clairaudience are my two major ones. And then um, clairsentience would be the other, because I definitely get a lot of feelings, um, especially emotional stuff. And that's sort of usually the clue of a lot of the times when I am communicating with a spirit um, to, to what, you know, what's the message, what's the underlying message that they want to convey? And it's usually very much for me, a feeling thing. And I think it's because I'm such a emotional human that like, to me, Mm -hmm. feeling is one of those like key factors in mediumship. How about you?
0: I I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, talking about the emotions, I feel like we haven't really, like we should probably name like our big three because I feel like you have like the Pisces energy, <laughs> how that bring the cancer energy? And I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that only water signs can be um clairsentient, but I feel I've noticed that it's predominantly about water, like heavy water placements tend to be very clairsentient. Um yeah. but yeah, the yeah. feeling is um so interesting you say that because like yeah, a lot of times it's kind of like hard to name. And as I've gotten like older and practiced more, I can I can definitely like um, I always tell people like if I'm using say the Akashic records or if I'm just using I can tell where the energy is coming from so if it's like you know from someone's ancestors they're normally on my left side <laughs> and like if it's um just I don't know we're contacting someone else who are outside of the family you can show up on the right or behind me it's like really interesting how oh, it kind yeah. of um the information kind of shows up and especially like i kind of using the Akashic records, we'll talk about a bit later on, but it's just another, another way to access, um, your guides and working with angels and, um, the masses of the records. And I see it as like a neutral space. It's like, it's like a place I can go to. It's Mm -hmm. like a, (laughs) like a safe place and the, uh, the guides and the, those messages can come in, in a very kind of, um, I don't say regulated. It's hard. I don't know what the word is, but over time I'm in the records, I'm really able to discern where things are coming from and who it's coming from. So that was always something that stood out. And like you said, the emotional aspect, the sentience, um, being able to feel what's happening. Um, for me, it's usually quite strong when I'm doing mediumship. I don't know why, but it tends to be like the strongest one. Um, when I was younger, like you said, I for me, clairvoyance, like I can see them. I mm-hmm. saw them very like easily when i was younger um now i see i see it like more smoke or kind of you know the quintessential ghostbusters spirits you know the little apparitions i see those more than i sometimes see faces oh you which is always you actually see um, do
1: you see see them like with your eyes like with your eyeballs not with your third eye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With my eyeballs, with your eyeballs—you <laughs> see it with your eyeballs.
0: <laughs> it, it started opening up more. It was a lot. I don't know, maybe because we're kids, we're just very open, mm. and yeah, you know, we could talk yeah. about this more. But I feel like people have had those, and we are the same age, like five, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, both in our, our grandparents' houses. um yes. But yeah, I used to be able to see to actually see the people, and but now I can't. I mean it's most more like smoking it's like smoke smoky images um when i'm doing mediumship when it comes to like psychic work um if they're showing me a scene it shows up as like a movie trailer which is
1: yeah yeah no totally I, that's kind <laughs> of like what I, happens uh, to me too yeah. and that's and that's a clear mm-hmm. and that's clairvoyance you know like where you're getting shown yeah. basically like a movie or like yeah or like movie trailer because yeah. it's just like the snippets <laughs> not like a full-on like executed movie
0: yeah that's the best way that's the way i space my clients i'm like i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna tell you what i see and literally i'm explaining it's like a movie trailer and literally it's like starring blah 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 and just exactly. <laughs> some time this is what happened and it's like i'm seeing it and it's just like people are popping up in images and it's really kind of exciting um but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that makes sense to you because like, I kind of see it like a it's like a movie. No, that's like exactly. And
1: that's exactly how I describe <laughs> it, too. It's like somebody showing me a movie and the projector sort of like sitting maybe about like six to seven inches away from my face, like a, slightly above mm-hmm. my head. Um, that's the way I, I yeah. see it. But um, mm-hmm. actually, I just want to like uh, just for our audience, just. So when we talk about mediumship, we're not only talking about talking to those who have passed on, but mediumship in general can mean also talking to any being in spirit. So it could be the angels, it could be spirit guides, as Mallory mentioned, Uh, it could be, you know, the fae, basically anybody that is not in body form, we can communicate with. That is mediumship because I think a lot of people only think about mediumship as like, you know, ghost hunters, that sort of thing, you know, like paranormal oh, investigators, no, <laughs> that sort of stuff or you know, the Long Island medium, you know, that that's just a portion of it. So um, I think that's important for people to understand because, you know, I a lot of folks have this ability, including just like when they have their meditations and they say, you know, they received the download or whatever. They're not even understanding that they're, they are having a mediumship experience, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think it's important people to understand that they do have, and a lot of people have it um, because it's so important because it's part of our um, spiritual progression. Right. Um, And it's, and for witches too, like it's, such an important uh tool to work even with your magic and everything to be able to call in, right? Call in the goddesses when you're calling in the goddesses and working with them or gods, or when you're calling in any guides or anything, that is mediumship. And I think that's kind of mm. important to understand that it's not just talking to dead people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they're cool. I mean, no offense to any dead people that are listening right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's all well and good, but um. Yeah, I feel like yeah, definitely. It's it's it runs the gamut. It's definitely um, yeah, being able to access all of this. And I feel like you know, just determining that the the difference between psychic and mediumship, it's such a fine line. Like it's almost like you were saying, um, with not all psychics and mediums, and not all mediums, but all mediums are psychic. Um, right. it's like almost like all cupcakes are cake, but not, not all cake are cupcakes. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> know, that. It's um, it's. It's such a fine line. And I've seen a lot of people um, mix up, which is fine, you know, because um, definitions are really hard to, you know, universal definitions are really hard to determine. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what do you think would be like a defining factor for you in terms of the difference between a psychic and a medium?
1: Um, I think it's more... When I'm getting information directly from a spirit, so any, you know, non-corporeal cor- being, you know, like uh, for me, that that is the definition of mediumship for me. Being able to receive mm-hmm. messages, you know, doesn't matter in what form they are, but specifically given to me either by guides or by an ancestor or, you know, or, you know, it, a lot of also, I've had experiences where you know it's literally people who have not crossed over need help, and they are reaching out, and you know, and in those cases, sometimes I've actually seen them, seen them with my actual eyeballs, which you know, it's never fun, <laughs> never fun. Um, but I think that's what defines it the most. Where when I consider myself, the at least the psychic portion of myself. Even though I call in my guides and stuff, but I'm calling them in for protection, not necessarily not necessarily for information. Um for me, that's more being a psychic where I can just sort of like pull information from, you know, the universe to to, you know, share with whoever I'm reading for versus, you know, when I'm directly connecting to my guides or someone else's guides, you know, and that to me, that's very different. And I could feel the difference because I can feel, and I think that that's the thing is like, and when we talk about feeling again, I can feel the presence of beings around me giving me that information, or I can hear them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I can hear words and stuff being told to me. So that's the difference between psychic and mediumship for me. Uh, so how about for you?
0: Yeah, I feel definitions definitely hit. I mean, the mediumship, I definitely feel like it's um, yeah, it's a cor- 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 corporeal. Sorry, such a hard word. Yeah, corporeal. The being. She's- the entities, <laughs> the 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 beings, and I feel like um yeah, and it can also include like you know angels and um beings that were not in a human form for mediumship. But I feel like for me, the psychic energy too, as well, can um definitely connect with people who are able to see the past and the future. Um, because when I'm in doing mediumship exclusively, um, that does include that. But I feel like psychic work um is definitely like using past life regression or um, being able to see, like to see ahead, you know, like mm-hmm. premonitions or foretelling. I feel like that kind of falls into the psychic realm mm-hmm. where that is not really particularly mediumship, you know? Um, so I feel like we were saying like we're, um, yeah, someone who's a psychic doesn't necessarily have to be a medium and they don't coincide where I feel like, you know, the fact that we're seeing ourselves as both psychic and medium mediums so you can both you can hold both spaces um I love to kind of don't go dive into the past maybe a bit too much <laughs> um so I do feel like uh sometimes it's good to have that grounding um yeah sometimes within mediumship because it's kind of like what's happening right here right now like who's around and they kind of come almost like they come to you or you kind of like they're in the space already um but for me I think that's like that's a big determining factor that mediumship doesn't normally include that past present energy it's more the beings um where psychic work can include both um in a sense
1: yeah yeah absolutely no it totally makes sense i mean there is i feel like a some mediumship at least in some of my readings um that while i'm doing a psychic reading i might get information from someone's guides that will like sort of interject while i'm in the middle of like doing a psychic reading all of a sudden i'll hear something and i'm just like thanks um but yeah. for the you know I like and like when i do the... when i do past life readings <laughs> i i don't have i don't consider it a mediumship i do connect with the goddesses that i work with And the guides, but again, only for protection and for guidance, not necessarily for information. And I think that's the difference for me. It's like, where is the information coming from? Is it coming from a spirit or is it coming from, you know, universal knowledge from the collective? You know, and I think those are two different informations or from the Akashic Records. To me, those are two very different sources of information right like it's it's i feel like it's the difference of between going to a library or and reading a book for yourself or someone telling you the story you know i feel like that that's, a good, that's like a good, good analogy idea. for the way at least in my experience what it's like um mm-hmm. yeah the, you know one thing though is like i've definitely have had people who are trans mediums or mm-hmm. evidential mediums tell me the type of mediumship i do is not a valid mediumship which i find to be super annoying because it's completely valid and i've had to like you know like step away from that and i think it's only in the last like year or two that i especially after reading uh, a lot of the books that i've been reading on um mediumship that i can validate myself and say no you are a medium just your mediumship is a different kind of mediumship because For some reason, especially trans mediums have this thing like, oh, if you're not in, you know, like if you're not allowing the spirit to step in, you're not a medium. I can most certainly tell you that I can do Mm -hmm. trance. I do not like it, and I will not allow it. I'm like, nope, no one's stepping in this body. Only me. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I don't like the idea. I would like. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. No, I was going to say, I just don't like the idea of uh, relinquishing control over to a spirit to my body. Like, who knows what they'll do?
0: Exactly. I mean, I'm just interested to, like, I mean, you don't have to, like, obviously name names, but to to tell you that you, what you're doing is not valid, like, that's crazy. Like, how is trans mediumship the only form of, like, for I guess for them? But like you said, you you lose a sense of autonomy. And the whole point, I mean... What I feel, especially with mediumship and psychic work, you really have to have a sense of authority. Um, almost like in a classroom in a sense. That's exactly. when I'm, you know, I used to teach. And that's one of the first things that they they teach us in education. Um classes that you have to have a certain level of, it's not about, you know, coming in, being the big bad wolf and like, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to me or else it's more just like knowing, knowing where you stand, having a sense of your identity, like being very grounded Mm -hmm. and um, just go, okay, this is about. if you're coming in kind of fluid and like, yeah, jump into my body, hang out. You know, that's, that's not like, to me, I wouldn't like same. I wouldn't want them to willingly come in there and like just play around and hang out. And um, I'm like, you know, if you have something to say, you know, tell me and I'll I'll rep- I'll, I'll try I'll be the middleman and I will translate it to other people. But we're not exactly. playing this in and out game. I feel like that exactly. is a very that should be uh almost I don't want to say like last resort, but it's I don't even dangerous. think that should be the first thing you do. That's it is. I it's- I don't know, I'm just curious like why like why would it say that <laughs> it just isn't yeah, weird no, to me i know
1: i mean like and with evidential mm-hmm. mediumship you know you're providing proof which you can do that regardless even when you're you know doing it as a clairvoyant being a medium you know you can still provide proof of if you're talking to someone someone's loved one who's mm-hmm. passed you can still get that information i don't understand why you need to have like that direct link or a direct uh you know, almost like giving yourself over to that person, to the to the spirit, because you have to protect your soul. You need to protect your aura. You need to protect all that stuff, and like to then literally just like go like, okay, I'm putting all my wards down. I'm I'm not protecting myself in any way, and I'm just letting you in is foolish. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just <laughs> gonna say it. It's foolish. Yeah, and it can it have repercussions in your life. You know including making you physically mm-hmm. ill. So anyway, I'm going to stop bitching about it, but it's <laughs> something that really, really annoyed me. And the thing is like, I'm one of those people too, that like sometimes when people make comments like that, then I feel invalidated. So I start like doubting myself and then I need to like do like research basically. Cause that's the way I, I kind of work with everything. It's like, I have to do a lot of research and I st- did a lot of research and I was just like, wait a second, this is completely valid, you know? So I finally feel like, oh, this is valid. And I don't understand why I even felt that way, considering I've literally, I've been having these experiences. I was a kid, you know, I started seeing, uh, you know, beings or shadow people, which I never considered them good shadow people. Um, when I was five years old, which I, I know we've talked about, we haven't talked about in here, but, um, that was like my first experience and that alone should be validating enough that, and then like the fact that my own family was just like, Oh yeah. Like my aunt and my, and my grandmother said that they would see the same thing and that's validation enough to tell you that you are a medium, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's, um, and I wonder too. I mean, like you said, I think it's you know, just in any field, I feel people definitely try to cut down other people's experiences to make themselves, you know, feel validated. And I feel like that happens in everything. It happens in accounting, it happens in if you're a librarian, it happens if you're, you know, yeah. yeah, if you're, you know, working with with other um other psychics or witches. So I think, you know, and it's one of those points like it's interesting. You said like you like. It's like I'm. I'm a big researcher. Like you, see, you know, I'm an anthropologist, yeah, know. <laughs> and that's what I do. But I've, I've no. <laughs> I'm like I'm so. I'm all about research. But it's really interesting. The one time, like I don't actually do research. It's interesting because I, I always like the books that you recommend, and we will have a, like, we'll have in our show notes the books that we recommend for mediumship. But I started reading up on this, and it's like because the one the time that I don't actually research is when I'm doing spiritual intuitive work, because it's like I i don't know why as like an astrology and everything else i researched the hell out of it like i'm always like reading the books and doing the things and i'm like when i'm doing my mediumship or intuitive or, i just want to feel it <laughs> i just want to feel guys want to feel i don't want to think um so yeah i don't know if it's like maybe my aquarius energy like my brain has to turn off <laughs> just for just for a little while <laughs> um no,
1: I, I don't totally, know how you feel about i, totally, that. I don't know I- like
0: when you're in it how do you feel
1: I totally understand. I mean, like for me, the research is more about validation of my gifts, which, you know, it's just that, you know, self-doubt thing that a lot of, I think, psychics and mediums go through. Uh, But and also like the research, too, for me, uh, when it comes to mediumship, is just more about seeing what other people's experiences have shown them things that I might not know, like even as an experienced witch of like over 30 years there are things you know like there are new there are other protection you know other protection tools and stuff like that that like i don't necessarily have used in the past so it's good to have it as part of your arsenal when working with spirits um and especially uh i've definitely been called over the last year to i think work with more earthbound spirits which is something that uh we can get into uh about my experiences and your experiences too, because I think uh, people might be really interested in hearing these. And for me, I stopped or I sort of put up a block to uh, any earthbound spirit for many, 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 many years, because I had a really, really scary, terrible experience actually too. um, You know, when I was young um, and, and, didn't know how to properly protect myself right so which is is something i highly recommend for anybody that's doing mediumship it doesn't matter if you're only contacting the good spirits the other spirits are always waiting in the wing because they either want your attention to help them or what are they just a-holes just like they were in human form right so and you know you have spirits like that or they're really bad you know like Rapists and murderers still exist in, you know, earthbound spirits. Like that doesn't necessarily change them until they cross over. Spirits will continue to be who they were in this lifetime. Uh, So for that, and and unfortunately I had encounters with such beings and that sort of really turned me off of mediumship for a long time. I got really scared. Um, So I think... Since it's been happening more and more over the years, um, and including where I get woken up by spirits and I see them like literally standing right next to me, I had to start uh, just understanding how other people deal with this. um, And that's kind of like also why I went down the road of reading more about it. Uh, But when, you know, like when I'm doing other kinds of like readings and stuff where i'm just calling in, you know, guys and stuff like that. That's just really 100% like you're saying just about feeling for me more than anything. You know, i <laughs> and that's and my feeling is that's my 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 like my bell, my alarm bell if it's like actual good guy, you know, like a um a high vibrational spirit versus one that is up to no good kind of thing and i guy I shut that down immediately. If I get that alarm going off, going, uh, this is not the right being that you should be talking to. And I'm just like, nope, goodbye. Bye-bye. You're out of here. You're not allowed in here. And then I put up like extra protections. Um, but anyway, let's talk about our past um, experiences. I would love to hear some of your stories.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I definitely want to hear, like you said, those two instances. I want to. I'm yeah. curious. Um, it's interesting, too, you said about, like, you know, the spirits that can show up. And when I mean, you said, like, you know, rapists, and you know, like, I've actually connected with um, some some racist um, ghosts. Um, I call them colonizer ghosts. I'm just joking, but that's oh, you said, my mind. What I
1: call. I but, said rapists, not racist, but racists also show up. Oh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I. I've actually, it's interesting because I'm house sitting right now and I'm upstate New York and I'm in the Hudson Valley. And it's really interesting. I've traveled a lot and I've noticed there are some places that are really very heavily, um, active and Hudson Valley is one of those places. And I'm picking up, I pick up all types of beings here. And I feel like it's like almost this like (laughs) ongoing, um, battle with like, you know, the, um, Maybe like the pilgrim or colonizing ghosts and mm-hmm. like the native, um, ghost in the area. And since um, in the house that I'm in, my little, my story about this, where I'm, um, I've been here a few times and I've housed it in. Um, it's an older house, like an older farmhouse, and. I know that I've picked in come right away. I saw the apparition when I came in and there's this ghost that's here and he does not like that I'm here and it's fine. i I'm like, I can, I can handle that. I can deal with this, but you know, I would ask and I was like, well, what is it? Like, what don't you like about me? He was just like everything. And I was like, okay, like, let's not be too personal. <laughs> and then finding out eventually that it's like literally yeah he's like, like a full-blown like racist and all just like you know and i have we also <laughs> got <insane>. energy <laughs> it's it's crazy and it's just like like still i'm like still in the afterlife you're still doing this and i feel like as well i feel like he might be like super christian too because um i have gotten instances where they just don't like me because of what i do so um i'm like yeah that's fine but you you're gonna treat me with respect when i'm here that's for sure um you don't have to. You don't have to go home, but you gotta. You know, <laughs> you gotta be. You got. I'll be kind to you. Be kind to me. Um. So definitely. I mean, I'm. I'm in this house right now, and I'm. Exper- I. He's calmed down because I pretty much set those boundaries. Um. But yeah, like you said, like I mean, I have been like reading these books and kind of getting new ideas for protection. So it's definitely helpful. I feel like I've always been, you know, as a solitary witch, you're kind of always just like doing things on our own, and exactly. I feel like even just. More so the last few years that now that people have really come out and said, like, declared who they are and what they do, you actually have spaces like this where you can actually talk. Like, I could talk to you. I can, right. um, you can listen to other podcasts and other people. And before, I'm like, growing up, we didn't have that. It was pretty much you were out for yourself. Exactly. Um, or if you're <laughs> part of a coven, which I just never, never I've never been covered, no, never been covered in life, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it was just more like, I was like, I'll just kind of wing it, just winging it. You know, like I had my great grandmother who would help me with some stuff, but other than that, it was just, just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, but yeah, it's definitely helpful um, to just like set those boundaries and know how to, but yeah, that's my experience, which I'm still kind of experiencing at this moment as we speak. <laughs> but what about, what about yours?
1: Um, for me, the... You know, like I said, I really didn't know about protecting myself, except the only thing I do remember is like any time that I would tell my mom um, that this stuff was happening when I was young, she would just tell me to pray to the angels, uh, which I didn't realize that that was an actual, like now as an adult, I actually know like if you call on the archangels, literally there's no spirit that's going to hang around because they're so high vibrational and so, um, bright that other spirits can't be in their presence unless they're of the same vibration or in that realm of vibration. Um, (laughs) and just a side note, even though I grew up catholic i am not catholic i'm very much a pagan witch so but you know you can still work with the angels it's not it's not a christian thing the angels are for everyone uh they don't have a denomination or a specific religion that is humans who gave them that um but anyway they're great allies when it comes to that kind of stuff and i definitely now even in my practice when i go to clear homes or when i'm doing clearings for myself or i if i feel like i've picked up something that's usually one of my go to is calling in the archangels especially the archangel michael uh to help mm. deal with some unruly spirit um but you know when i was a kid i would just see like the 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 shadow man in my grandmother's house and i didn't know what to do about it like be coming down the stairs in the middle of the night to like um get a drink of water or something and then like i literally freeze on the stairs because i would see him my grandmother had her altar she had one right next to the staircase, like one in front of the staircase and one next to it, which i thought was now as an adult, I think about it interesting because that's where he tend to hang out. He would always tend to hang out there and I would see his shadow. It's actually giving me goosebumps because he freaked (laughs) me out so much as a child. Um, And like, I don't remember him trying to do anything, but his presence wasn't a, a positive one. Like it wasn't like your friendly ghost at home. It was definitely, there was like a heaviness to his energy and my grandmother and my aunt also would see him and they they told me you know that same thing that they didn't feel like it was like a good thing so that's kind of like where my mom would just tell me like well just pray to the angels and and you know and he won't come to you uh which is true like and i was totally protected that way And, and i think because i've been so in contact with uh my guides and everything and I didn't even know that I was when I was a child. I definitely have been protected by my guides for a long time. But I did have instances later on in my life that really freaked me out. Um so one instance I had was when I was a teenager. I was maybe about 17 years old. Um <clears throat> I was at home my parents had gone away and it was like i think the first time my parents left my sister and i alone at home and you know the normal teenager throws a party when their parents are gone out of town but the the you know the the little weirdo goth girl <laughs> throw has a séance in her house and but i did it for a very oh specific God. reason is because <laughs> yeah i kept being woken up by a spirit in my home and he kept coming into my dreams as well which is something that spirits Mm -hmm. tend to do to me is come into my dreams since my dreams are so vivid and so like part of my life that I think Mm -hmm. that they know to use my dreams to come in so now when I go to sleep I actually protect myself from that but um so I asked this group of friends to come over um and it was I don't know if I was a teenager, actually. I'm trying to remember. I th- I mean, like, I was young and I was living at my parents' house. Uh, but it was, like, so mm. a, f- a friend of mine and I think her, her brother, her cousin or something came over. And then another friend from high school. Um, and then I want to say there was, like, one more person. I wanted to have the seance. We had the seance in my room. My sister was just like, fuck this. I'm not being part of this. I'm going to be in my room. I'm going to bed. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and then we started having the seance and my one friend she had no idea that she was a medium she was like a trans medium and she didn't know it so she started channeling this man that i knew that was gonna was in my home and we got a name and everything uh including a last name which is usually not a thing that you get last names for some reason always tend to be hard to get i don't mm-hmm. know if that's something an experience that you have too um And uh, so my friend, her voice even kind of changed where dropped a few registers and was sort of gravelly when she was talking. And we found out that this man was keeping his daughter from crossing over, his teenage daughter. Um, So apparently Mm -hmm. his wife left them um, because I think he was like an obsessive, crazy abuser. Uh, So but left the daughter behind and she was a teenager she was i think 15 years old um and he would you know sexually abuse her and also in in real life and then in after they passed he kept her i i don't know the circumstances around their deaths but i'm assuming she died young because her spirit was still like showing as a young person as a fif- as a 15 year old girl and she, I we saw her like in this dark space, and he, every time she tried to leave it, her father would pull her back and keep her in it. So he was keeping her prisoner in the other on the other side. And I didn't know that was a thing, and now I know that's a thing that other spirits can keep other spirits from crossing. Mm-hmm. And my my sister actually in the middle of the seance runs into the room, and she's like, "I don't know what the hell is happening." She's like. My, my stereo's turning on and off. My lights are turning. They're flickering and everything. She's like, oh, my God. I, don't, I was like, just come and sit with us. I was like, so, you know, like, you'll be protected. But we didn't do any, like, form of protection, nothing when we did this because we didn't know. So then, like, after the seance and everything, we didn't do anything. We didn't, like, I think we, no, actually, I think we helped the girl cross over. So we helped the girl cross over because... One of my friends sort of like, I think, distracted the other spirit, like her father, while the other one of us helped the girl cross over. He was furious. And I had to live in that house. He was furious. Um, so at the end of that night, like none of us can could like wanted to be alone. <laughs> so two of my friends <laughs> stayed over. And um, my other friend went home and then like we all literally, my sister, me, and one of my friends slept on our pullout couch together, the three of us. And then like the, our our male friend was like on the floor sleeping. Um, and we all had the same dream. We all had the dream. He came into our dream and he like basically tormented us in our dreams that night. All of us had the exact same name. I mean, same dream. And we got his name, his daughter's name, the whole thing. Through that dream. Um, And then Mm -hmm. my parents came back. And I had to confess to my... Because I I can never lie to my mother. I can never lie. I'm not a liar. I just don't like it. And I, I needed to tell my mother what happened. And my mother was just like... "What?" She was just like, what did you do? What did you do? She's like, you can't play with those things. I was like, well, I wasn't playing. This man was bothering me while I was sleeping. So I was trying to figure out what to do about it. So after that, for the next few days, I slept on my sister's floor in her bedroom because she was scared and I was scared and things kept Mm -hmm. happening. Like she would get sleep paralysis. She felt like somebody was holding her down. Uh, We watched um, a cup of pencils literally be dragged across uh, her drafting table. Um, Then we would get woken up in the middle of night (laughs) and we would see this like bright, weird green light coming through the bottom of the door and my parents were asleep and that light didn't exist in our home. So we knew that there was something were We were just like freaking out. This happened like, I don't know for a good amount of time. And that was like one of the worst experiences I had where there was like a lot of physical stuff happening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember how, what, how it ended. Um, but anyway, that was like one of my experiences that really left me sort of like, I don't really like contacting spirits kind of thing, you know? Um, but anyway. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, no, it totally sounds like a movie. And I'll I'll share some other stuff, but I actually want to hear one of your stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds, I mean, that sounds like I'm sure we'll probably see that movie coming out. Um <laughs> You know, Ouija too, like you know Ouija <laughs> War 2. It's like the unuijaying, you know, I don't know. But um oh, that sounds I can almost imagine. I was like, who would play the who would play the guy? You know, like yeah. some really maybe like guy like um the guy that plays Freddy Krueger, I could see him playing a really good villain in that. Yeah, I could see the movie already.
1: Sorry. I was like no, seeing. Okay. I was like, oh I'm, that's okay. I'm and I actually still script. remember um, I still remember their last name. It was Tate. Tate. Mm-hmm. and tabby did you look them up
0: did you look them up and see i if did you, but found you know
1: it was it was like you know the 1980s there wasn't a lot of resources to look people up so exactly. i mean yeah. i could yeah so like i couldn't find like you know records of someone you know who passed with their name i can't remember the father <laughs> i can't remember their their first names but i do remember the last name t because it was just like such a you know like you think about the sharon tate right so like that's kind of like what uh you know made me always remember but i can't remember their first names but i did try to look it up and my friends actually tried to we just couldn't find any information so they must have lived that was- on the property mm-hmm. but not necessarily in that house because that was like a newish house
0: mm-hmm. so- okay so they probably yeah maybe was something was knocked down and they were just on the land exactly um yeah it's interesting like being an archivist i've like learn like you can go to like you know there's parts of the library that have these reference, especially in New York. Um they keep an amazing detail um account of um certain certain blocks. They have like whole like the registers and these old fashions, like humongous books with like um the land deeds and like who owned the land and things like that. Um mm-hmm. so this is something I had to do working as an archivist and um it just kind of fueled my research. I was like, I'm just going to keep going down a rabbit hole, but, um, <laughs> wow, that sounds really scary. I'm I'm glad that you got, you got her out. I mean, that's wow. Yeah. Really, I'm sure I sure mean, he's still like there, there.
1: because mm-hmm. we didn't get him out, but we got her out Which she needed to cross. Yeah. It was just like, not fair to her.
0: It's interesting. You said like, you know, with your mom, like some things we just know, like inherently, like your mom was saying to just pray to the angels and, um, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times, especially like I grew up Catholic, a lot of things that my great grandmother, who was, um, she's from Trinidad and she was a a Shango Baptist. So, um, so Baptist church, but they, um, they kind of like say worship, just a weird word, but the Orisha Shango. So um, she kind of, you know, dabbled in both areas. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting how a lot of the um Christian or Catholic practices where as you talked about in the first episode that um it transfers over especially in the Caribbean and in mm-hmm. colonized countries that uh, that's a big a big focus for what we do like you know I mean even like I I'm you're saying like your, your mother said to pray and my great-grandmother told me to curse them out when I was five and um I similar idea we had a we lived in like an old Victorian house in Flatbush Brooklyn um and it's a uh, you know, really old house. I remember growing up as a child and we would play in the house and it had all these secret passageways and um, like these these doors that were open to nowhere. And it was really, really creepy. Um, but as a kid, we were just, I remember we found this old newspaper article. It was like stuffed in the wall and it was like from the 1930s oh or something God. like that. It was like crazy stuff. Um, I mean, this house is just like, it was like, even like the stairs, everything's just really like, you know, these Victorian homes, these big grand staircases, but then like these really like, um, secret again, secret open ways. Like it was like, you open a door and it's like closet, but you have to pick up the the bottom and it's actually a a stairway at least down somewhere. Like it's still there. Um, so this house is where I grew up and, um, it was, I, my room of course was under the attic, of course. Um, and (laughs) Well, yeah, I was about four or five and I would and you were and, up in the you know, attic
1: the, at four or four, four or five years old
0: I oh, know I was the room I had was underneath the attic but I was oh, directly underneath okay yeah. okay yeah the attic was a whole floor but the opening for the attic was in my room of oh. course <laughs> um it's like of course why would they put why would they put me anywhere else those are the and scariest the bathroom too was, uh, next to my room it is, and then the attic up there. I mean, we've we've refurbished it since, but it was such a creepy. I mean, the lights would go off and on because there was this long switch you had to pull to get the light to come on. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're in the attic all the way, the light would come off, and I'm like, come on, really? Like the scariest place, and you want to take the lights <laughs> off? <laughs> the attic was like a whole nother place. Um, but oh my god, in this room, like the bathroom was next door, and in the middle of the night, um if someone was in the bathroom, the light would come on and you can see the door close and the light, you could see the light go in and go out. Um, so I would see that all night and I'm thinking like who, is, and the light was really bright and I was like, it was so bright and I would complain in the morning, you know, at breakfast going for school and I'm like, who keeps using the bathroom in the middle of the night? And they're like, what are you talking about? No one... We didn't leave our rooms. And I'm like, and then they thought I was like losing it. Like, oh, you're just dreaming. And I'm like, no, I wasn't dreaming. I know I, I saw the lights going in and out. And then started so getting visits from the actual these beings. Um, so they would stand a foot of my bed and just watch me sleep. And um <laughs> that, I would see them because the light would come on <laughs> off and on. Yeah. I was like, no, this is at five years old. This is perfect. What I would need to see. um, They wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't do anything. They'll just sit there and, and stare at me. And I was like, okay, perfect. And they were always, and I remember that too. One of the guys was wearing kind of like this ruffle shirt. And I was thinking, I told my my grandmother, my mother, and they were like, okay, you're just screaming. I told my great grandmother, and she was like, okay, she pulled me to the side and she was like, okay, you are seeing, these are actual beings. I don't mean to scare you, but these are ghosts. And you need to curse them out. When they come to your room, curse and I was like I can't curse and I was like I can't and she was like I give you permission to curse you tell them to
1: what does she yeah. tell you today
0: <laughs> she was like tell them to get the fuck out of my room <laughs> get the fuck out of my house <laughs> and all sorts of stuff and I was like <laughs> Five years old. I was like, I can't say that. And she was like, You gotta say it. You have to be because that's the whole thing, you know, having that authority, being strong, and letting them know you're not gonna walk over me. And I was just like, She's like, You have to do it. You have to do it. She was like almost like yelling at me, you have I was like, okay. So, like, I I was like, get the fuck out of my room. (laughs) And they were like, you know, they were still there. And I was like, get the fuck out of my room. And I kept screaming it. And eventually they came a couple more nights, and then eventually they stopped. Or they would come and they wouldn't do the whole standing over my bed thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a whole bunch of stories in that house. Um, they did they definitely try it. They, they tried a few times to, I don't know if it was like to possess me or what it was, but um, I feel like these, the spirits know who the mediums are.
1: Absolutely. They, they know.
0: And yeah. Um, they, they show up to us. Uh, Cause like, you know, in the house, like my sister and my brother, they never experienced any of this. And I was like, why are they coming to me? And my grandmother was like, well, because they, they know, like, it's like almost having like a big sign over your head and like big yep. arrow that's exactly. pointing <laughs> down it's like, like
1: anywhere you go. And sometimes I think they exactly. literally, I think they must text each other or something going like, Oh, you know, the girl <laughs> that lives at with this place, go see her. She, <laughs> she can hear you. She can exactly. see you too.
0: and the thing is I mean at least you know but they and you picked up all this stuff when you were with them but I at the time I just wasn't really interested I was just so scared I was like I don't care what message you have for me I don't want to hear anything you have to say because I'm (laughs) scared out of my mind right now. Um, (laughs) Eventually, you know, getting older, even now, like I know that, you know, you said they come with messages and um, I'm also very discerning, especially when we're doing readings. Um, I tell people this all the time. It's not that all of our ancestors are, they're not unreliable, but I do like to be wary um, when it comes to earthbound or human, human spirits that were human before because I have to call them um, the unreliable narrator. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas sometimes um it's like talking to someone now, like giving advice, like they're they're gonna give you advice through their lens. Um, so I'm always very like careful when I'm getting information from like someone's aunt or someone's like, okay, take the word a grain of salt. Mm, yeah. Thank you for that. But I'm just gonna double check with Michael. I'm just gonna double check with, you know, just to make yeah. sure <laughs> what you're saying is accurate because exactly. yeah, it's like they're they're not like the yeah. best. Um the best sometimes, not the best. Um, but they like to put in their two cents a lot of the times, but not not all the time. It's like accurate. <laughs> so that was just one thing like I noticed as I got older, like that discernment and just um I mean when I was younger, I wouldn't dare, like I was so afraid of them. But now it's just like, all right, calm down on, on you know, on to Sandy. <laughs> let's let's see. let's save your your you know, your ideas for the for another time. <laughs> um I mean I still yeah. listen but you know I'm just very discerning when it comes to um human human based spirits or hu- spirits that were human um
1: same I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I definitely find that like at least now um when I'm doing readings um even if it's a reading for myself or something like that and and even if I'm using just a pendulum or something I ask a lot of specific questions to make sure that it's not a Earthbound spirit pretending to be a spirit guide because a lot of them like to do that and they think and some of them actually think it's funny um yeah or it's a way for them to get your attention right so but like I get that feeling anyway like if it's like the person or the being I asked to speak to or not I get an actual feeling like I get an alarm basically going like this doesn't feel right but <clears throat> when somebody does come in like you're saying that, Even in someone's ancestor, I try to always call in a benevolent ancestor and I word it that way because I want to make sure, you know, that it's someone who is high vibrational that is going to give me some accurate information and is not going to give some bias information. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Even with with that, I've had experiences where, you know, some jerk spirit, you know, decides to, you know, come on in and like you have to like you said, you have to get very like. Com- like almost like in a commanding voice and like very authoritative mm-hmm. to get them to leave, you know, because you're like you're not welcome here. You need to move on. uh I'm not speaking with you. And if like they will not leave, I shut the whole thing down, and that's it. Or, and also sometimes I will, if they get to be too pestery then I will be like, okay, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, I need you to come in here and get the spirit out of here, because I can't do my work. <laughs> um yeah but yeah i think definitely getting the getting older helps build that discernment like you're saying
0: for sure and even like you said the um i, I get you know definitely ancestors definitely a lot of well-meaning mm-hmm. um ancestors and it's like you know yeah imagine like you know the sweet grandmother who yes has good intentions but yeah always being i'm always a little bit like careful like when i're giving advice or um, yeah, like where is it coming from? Like like what what was their story? I like to always explain, like kind of explore, okay, are you giving me something based from your lens? Are you giving it um, you know, for the highest good of this person? So that's always, yeah, I'm always like, not that I don't trust the ancestors, I don't trust guys or any, I mean, the, the um, earthbound spirits, but yeah, I think like that discernment always is, again, something that you get through practice mm-hmm. for sure. Um, which yeah. is not to say that you know the newer newer witches or newer sidekicks can't access this information, but I feel like it's definitely over time. Like I was saying, I was able to discern where messages are coming from and who's saying it. Right. Even being able to pick up the energy, I know when Michael's there. Like Michael takes on t- he, he's just like he takes in the whole room. So I know it's like, I know it's Michael. I know Michael has arrived, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like something that you have to learn over time and like maybe doing constant sessions. You know, I don't know if it's like, it could be It's a mixture of like age and also actually doing the sessions regularly. Um, well, yeah, I was going to say that I definitely can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's
1: experience. Sure. Like you're saying, I think experience mm-hmm. makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. You know, like the more you do it, mm-hmm. the more, because I think you have to learn sort of like, the language right that uh for yourself like not only the, but like the language of of how you interpret like the warning signs or you know the benevol like a benevolent spirit versus a non benevolent spirit those are just very personal to each person how you experience it right you experience it probably in a very different way than i do and mm-hmm. the only way you learn how that that discernment happens is is through experience right because you start real recognizing the pattern over you know many many sessions or you know even working for yourself doing your own readings you just start feeling a certain thing or seeing a certain thing or hearing a certain thing or whatever it is you know however you receive information or your spidey sense like that little tingle in your body or whatever that's telling you, yeah, this is good. Or yeah, this is not so good. You should let it probably push it out of the way. So I do agree with you. I think that it it, it may not have anything to do with age. I just think that like with age comes experience. And, but I think like, <laughs> like you said, a younger witch or medium um, can have the same abilities. And there's some that are just so, naturally gifted that they um you know can easily tell the difference without the yeah, you know like that, years and years of practice
0: but those are rare
1: yeah <laughs> that's not so, i feel like, um, those are so so rare. rare exactly
0: exactly and i i feel like it's definitely um okay you know sometimes it worries me a little bit you know again not to like you know in terms of people declaring themselves as like psych. Kids mediums are kind of going out and doing readings and which is fine. But I just feel like I just worry, like, okay, not everybody can just go out and just offer these things or teach other people. Like you really do have to um be in the field for a while to kind of know what's there. And I feel like you said there's like it's a very rare instance that um you can pick up that information so quickly. I mean, it could some be some past life connections or whatever it is, but um, and I wonder as well, I mean, cause we grew up in the eighties. Like I wonder because we, I don't know if it's like a, we weren't as desensitized in terms of like, we didn't have the internet growing up and right. it was just, even now I do feel like I have to work really hard to, I have like social media detoxes and I don't watch as much TV or the news, um, because I need to just preserve that, um, for myself, my intuition. And, and i noticed that when I watch a lot of TV or if I'm kind of wrapped up in what's happening on social media, it gets a little bit like, I don't say diffused, but it can influence um, my abilities. But I feel like when I was younger, I was just so, it was like open. You were just, we were just like raw. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I don't know if it was like the time period as well. I mean, it definitely, as we know, electronics does influence Absolutely. our, um, abilities to tune in so I just wonder sometimes too in terms of like age and experience that also the time that we grew up in I just feel really fortunate to grow up in in that time period where we um yeah we're just outside just playing and just existing yeah out there absolutely. in the world without anything really yeah. um other than like Saturday morning cartoons but we didn't really have anything else that was kind of encumbering us so we're just open um
1: well, I think we also, I don't know. You know... I don't know. How do you as, feel
0: about
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think, you know, when we were younger too, we get we, we were able to keep a lot more of our innocence too and our mm-hmm. naivete, which I think then helped to sort of like open up those channels more uh, because we weren't, like you said, we weren't being bombarded with information. And I think that's like a big problem now. And what, and, and I definitely feel like naturally um there are times where i just don't want to get on social media at all and i know that like you know to to Mm -hmm. get attention you need to be on social media a lot all the time and i just don't find it healthy for not only my mental health but not healthy even for my spiritual growth and my 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 witch practice um i find that the that all that social media and then the bombardment also of the news where before the news, you literally had to sit down at a very specific time to watch the news or buy a newspaper. I never sat down and watched mm-hmm. the news. My father, first, first of all, had Ten Ten wins on literally 24 seven. So I heard the news, even if I didn't want to, but I remember that. But yeah. <laughs> and it's like such an annoying, like it does like that thing, you know, like the little sound. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely find that like, I feel, I don't know how to explain it. Almost like, you know, when you have that feeling when you're grossed out, like that weird feeling you get in your body when something just makes you just like turn to your stomach. That's the feeling Mm -hmm. I get when I'm on social media too much or I'm watching too much TV or anything like that, where it feels like then it's dampening my psychic and medium Abilities, you know, where it's almost like throwing a sheet over me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's almost like a dampener. And and it's one of the reasons I really actually try to not be on social media as much. I think, you know, a lot of us during, you know, lockdown and COVID, uh, were kind of that was like our entire entire social world. Right. Like everything was social media because we weren't connecting with people in real life. And I think it changed the way we interact with humans so much that now we're like trying to relearn, especially those of us who didn't grow up with that are trying to relearn that you don't need to be on that. And that it's actually harmful, especially when you are someone who is a medium or a psychic Um or which or anybody that's working energetically and generally I think being on these things being bombarded with information can color it not necessarily by falsifying information you're getting but kind of almost like like I said like throwing a sheet over over your yourself and like not being able to see or hear that's what it feels like to that's what it feels like to me anyway
0: I agree. It's um the dampener. I definitely feel that for sure, and definitely you know it's it kind of loads your vibration if you're constantly hearing, and if as well certain media outlets only um report about certain things, and you know they they stuff it down your throat, and mm-hmm. um the things that possibly really do matter they don't talk about, and I'm just I don't know. I just I just feel like I've made that decision, maybe like twenty twenty one, maybe like during the pandemic, because I just I took a I think I took a break, like nine months off of it just for myself. And um, it was amazing. I was able to read. (laughs) My attention span increased. Um, I felt like I was back, like, you know, we talked about, you know, growing up. I felt like I was back in that time where I was just like, out and I wasn't like I would sometimes even forget my phone quote unquote forget my phone um and not bringing with me or just take my phone off like literally take it off um when I was in a cafe and actually read a book or just watch what was happening around me and that was really nice just to do that um so yeah I mean I I feel like I ended up having to come back first be on social media as a business owner but I do have tactics you know like I post ahead of time and I schedule posts and I have designated times and I'm on there and then I'm off like I don't want to be on there like I said it's just too much information and Mm -hmm. I am at this point now where not that I can't learn anything I feel like the people who I need to learn from or I can learn from I'm reading something or reading a book or an article um the people I follow, I always feel like things will show up when they need to and everything else is just superfluous. I just feel like I don't need to have this constant reminder of information that like, yeah, like I I know about the moon cycles. I don't need to see it constantly on my feed, you know? So I'll just kind of mute that or um, it's just too much information. And I I get it. I get when people are really excited about something and they want, oh, I learned, I just learned about this thing. Let me make, you know, I'm so excited, which is great. I'm at this point now. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm okay, I get it. I get it. And I don't really need to see all of that all the time. And that's that's okay. Like for me, I feel like that's it works and it just helps me, it keeps me sane <laughs> in
1: yeah, this no. crazy world. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, I I definitely yeah. feel like
0: part
1: part of it is like the being present and being mindful that gets um, you know dampened again or or where it takes away from that because you can't be present and mindful if you're on your phone all the time on social media right you're mm-hmm. you're in your head at that point and and that's not a good thing <laughs> you can't be in your head yeah, all the yeah. time and and just sort of like be entertained by this thing without ever uh you know having quiet time to read or just to be or to meditate and. It's mm-hmm. so important, especially when you're doing mediumship or psychic work, and especially if you're doing it for, you know, a witch a witchcraft practice or if you're doing it where you're seeing clients, you want to be able to remain present, right? That's so important and to be mindful. So you ne- because it's a, also a matter of being able to not only control your own mind from like straying, but also to uh, control the uh, the flow of inf- information coming into you from, you know, a download. Um, and I think that like social media and stuff like that kind of interferes with that training of your mind too, you know, where, sure. it, where mm-hmm. it adds to the anxious monkey brain, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: How do you feel so, about yeah. like living in Brooklyn? Glen and or just in a city. Um, I think for me, i well, my clear audience is definitely um it's like one of my, like my strongest clears at the moment. And I've noticed I've become, we'll talk about the clears as well, but I've become super sensitive to noise. And when I have sessions, um, I literally have like construction happening in the front of my house. I have um, kids playing and other construction in the back of the house. I have, so I've actually, it's been quite annoying to actually have to discern. And actually you know, people playing music and cars racing and all this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to have clients and trying to center my brain. And it was annoying at first, but I've actually learned to um quiet my mind amidst all of that. Um, even though it is quite frustrating because it would be perfect to have quiet. But as we know, living in a city or living, just living with humans in general, um, people are, you know, selfish and in their own worlds. And, and um, they're and like, I don't want to play my music as loud as possible outside and just stand there, or I'm gonna slam doors. I'm gonna, <laughs> it was like, Ah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm very sensitive to noise, but I don't know how you feel about like just life in general, like how how you interact with deal with clients, as well as having to deal with noise.
1: I say same thing. Uh, you know, I I've been clairvoyant and clairaudient audience m- all of my life, um, mm-hmm. and clair ascension, but the clara audience in the last maybe I would say in the last. S- Seven, six years uh or more maybe has you know has grown so much that i am extremely sensitive to sound so living in a city i definitely you know and i grew up in new york so i'm used to new york and i'm not used to new york noise but the thing is new york has changed so much that we have much many more (laughs) people now too so where before you could escape and maybe find a little you know oasis somewhere you know it could be in the park or whatever that you had that quiet time uh you know apartment living in New York definitely is not a quiet thing I'm very lucky I live in a quiet apartment I just I I lucked out with my neighbors um but all that stuff definitely would rattle me sometimes where I would lose my my uh connection or my ability to to channel information because i was being interrupted by these outside noises and i and i started realizing i was like well i feel like it's also sort of like a test for me like how can you mm-hmm. overcome distraction because then you're not being present the idea of being present during a meditation or doing during a reading is a skill that you have to develop and you know i also have the other part of me that is that i have an anxiety disorder so that factors in to that noise being very jarring for me and uh, will sometimes interfere with my reading stuff so in those times i definitely know that i need to increase my meditation to be able to then deal to have the the tool to deal with noise um, i have my other issue too is bright lights especially at nighttime, mm-hmm. I can't, and I think that's a clairvoyant thing too, where I have a hard time with brightness. Um, you know, like my sunglasses can never be dark enough as much as I love the sun, but it, it like, it bothers me a lot, like extremely a lot. I don't know how, if you have that same experience, like with bright lights.
0: Yeah, I can. Um, that's what I was thinking like when I was younger, it used to be more the clairvoyance. That was my strongest one. So the lights would but definitely for me. Um it was interesting, like I said, the clairaudience audience for me is this has gotten really heightened where um I'm able to pick up, I mean, it's it's a blessing and a curse because we can pick up things from other um beings. And when I'm in the akashic Records or doing psychic readings, it's really easy for me to access. Um, but then in the raking world, <laughs> I hear everything. Um, but I've actually learned I've actually started um like working with it, like I'm upstate now. And I, I, my thing is listening to bird sounds. Um, I do this in Brooklyn as well. And I can you know, <laughs> discern what's a, a sparrow. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm like, I can actually hear a sparrow song. I remember I, I was able to trace, um, there's a particular sparrow that comes from Canada and it came to the Northeast and it brought its its certain rhythm of sound Aww. that it started changing the way the birds in the Northeast were singing their sound. So I can actually hear like one from Canada and one from like Maine or something. And it was just interesting. I was like, so that's actually like a good thing. But other times I can also hear someone blasting their music five blocks away. It's really loud for me or if everybody else is like, I don't hear that. And I'm like, what Why could you not hear that? It's like in my, it's right here. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the lights, yeah, I can definitely, um, yeah, I'm always like having the curtains drawn and things like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting like how, like when we strengthen it, like you said, I feel like it is a test. Like, um, I didn't like the focusing more on meditation and the really centering ourselves, grounding. You know, we talk about this all the time. Like grounding is yeah. so important in in our craft and what we're doing mm-hmm. in psychic mm-hmm. work, mediumship work. It's you know so pivotal, which I do definitely do need to do more of, definitely more of. um But that's been really helpful too. Like definitely, I would sometimes if I have time, I would like meditate for like an hour. Or so if like I can like go into like a trance or the state and just sit there. Um, but it does help. I feel so much better afterwards. I'm like, okay, this is what I needed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It
1: definitely, like it, when you do, especially those longer meditations, or even if you just do a a, a small mm-hmm. meditation every single day, uh, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's plenty of days that I don't meditate and I'm not gonna like be like, I'm like some amazing guru mm-hmm. or something. Um, <laughs> I definitely find that. Yeah. But the more you meditate and and sometimes those longer meditations help to sort of just like help you go, all right, those noises aren't the biggest deal. All that the like external stuff is it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. And you sort of don't react to it like you normally would react to, which is kind of, I think, part of maybe Mm -hmm. like a lesson that we've even set for ourselves. Like, yes, we've become more sensitive because of our clairs. But it's because we keep raising our vib- vibration, right? That like our clairs were becoming stronger, but also at the same time, we probably knew coming into this life that this would be happening, and we just needed to kind of set that almost as a as a lesson for ourselves to like learn to like wash away or push away all the external stuff that's just not important while we do our work and then it can maybe filter Mm -hmm. into our regular life too right so like if we learn to do it in our work then maybe like in our regular life we can filter that stuff out too and it doesn't bother us and i think that's probably a lesson that maybe both of us even have set for ourselves for this lifetime
0: i agree (laughs) I've i've asked about this many times and it's interesting too what also helps for me is um I would tap into the actual people making the noise. Right. So I, and that's really helped because for me to see it in a logical way, like, okay, why are they doing this? Right. So I remember I was like, okay, so where I live, there's like this new um, car repair shop opened up in the corner and it's these young guys. And, you know, it's all about like the booming systems mm-hmm. and the revving engines. And I get it. I don't really get it, but I get it. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not a 22 year old man. Right. So, um, I started tapping into the main guy, which I, I see him driving up and down, this back and forth. And I was like, hey, what is this? What is this deal? What is this issue? And what came out was, was like um the noise like helps him to first feel good about himself. And secondly, it was something about like, I would say like childhood trauma, but he's like blocking out noise. Like that was his way of um blocking out noise when his parents were arguing, something like that. So mm-hmm. this is something that's carried over when he was an adult, but now he gets. I don't say rewarded for it, but like this is something that he can actually put into a hobby. So I was like, oh, I and I see it that way. And I'm like, okay, he's not just trying to be outright a jerk. He has this is his coping. Right. And when I started seeing it that way, I was like, I don't feel as like angry about it. It's more like, okay, it's just so I give him like an I give people names. I'm like, oh, that's just Jeff with his coping mechanisms. Okay. I don't take it personal. Right. So something like that too kind of helped me to um (laughs) to not like make it so um overwhelming so that combination kind of helped me i don't know if that makes sense what i'm saying
1: (laughs) yeah no absolutely because then like what you're doing is tapping in to see what why they're doing it and then you can look at it through a compassionate lens right and looking at through a compassionate lens softens your uh reaction to it right so i i totally i totally understand that um yeah yeah so um, oh, so actually I want I I I wanna I want you to tell me a little bit about the um hopping back onto onto earthbound spirits. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the the guy who lives in your home? Cause I know we've talked about this in the past out off off the uh podcast, but I think it would be really cool to to hear it.
0: Oh the guy in upstate or the guy in Brooklyn?
1: No, the guy in Brooklyn in your home that you like knew him when you were mm-hmm. 5 and then you like told him oh. told him the business <laughs> you know like now. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, okay. So he's still there. Um I'm actually we had to like um refurbish the house so it's like a project that we're still doing to have tenants there so I'm I'm there helping to manage the house. And um, yeah, I'm like, I'm back. And he's just like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. And I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not the same five year old. I I know my stuff now and I know how to protect myself. And it was funny cause I was trying to clear the house when I first moved back in. And um, I used, I used a Bible for bibliomancy to um, say a verse that um, will help to clear that energy of the space. So I kind of fused in bibliomancy I kind of scanned through the um, Bible and um, he decided to pick the verse that said like um it was of course you know a small chapter but like witchcraft is evil thou shalt burn all witches and I was like haha so funny mm, you're so hilarious <laughs> we're <laughs> laughing now and I was just like yeah good 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 one and um I just did like so he's like he he tests me he he tries it you know and like you know even like when I'm doing like just creating like bundles for myself I was making like mu- like just wrapping some mugwort and. He would like sometimes like dust it off the, the, the table. He does like really weird things. And I'm just like, I feel like, you know, he's, I don't know if he's like really Christian or something, but I don't think he likes the fact that I, um, I'm like, this is what I do. And I'm not doing it to hurt you because actually we have a compromise. Um, He, we have a back room in the kitchen um, upstairs where I'm at and he likes to stay there. So when I'm staging the place, he doesn't like it when I stage where he is so I told him okay you stay here I won't sage it and we're good right so I just do not stage that area mm-hmm. and he stays he stays away from me and we have mm-hmm. like we have a compromise right because I'm just like well I'm not going anytime soon and I know you're not going anytime soon but we have to live together and I don't know if it burns him I don't know what it is but I'm just like okay, I won't stage the place, but just don't throw my stuff around. You know? <laughs> don't like, you know, try to throw shade at me. Um, and we're good. <laughs> right? So um, that's yeah, kind of that's awesome, my though. ongoing story with this.
1: <laughs> it's, that you, he's you interesting, were, you were he, he to, likes to get in. Sorry. So it's like, it's kind of awesome that you were able to Let's just like, just like, you know, lay down some compromising rules. you know and it worked that hardly ever works
0: (laughs) oh my gosh because i just came in i was just like no i was just i mean i think because i've had experience with him in the past where he just scared the crap out of me i was like i'm not i'm not gonna be i'm not scared of you this time around i'm not so you can try all you want but we're not doing this i mean he does you said about the names he does give me fake names i have tried um he's given me all sorts of and i remember we're spelling it and he gave me some sort of like kooky name. And I was like, I know that's not your name. Like, I'm not even gonna try anymore. I don't care who you I don't care who you are, just leave me alone. You know, I was just like, since you wanna be funny, you wanna, you know, give me some kooky name that doesn't make any sense. Okay, we can play that game, but um, you're gonna leave me alone, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my connection with him.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> so Thank you, Maloran, for your uh, ghost story. Um, that was um, amazing, actually. I like your uh, <laughs> tough girl, um, no BS, no nonsense kind of attitude towards this guy bothering you. Um, so that was part of, part one of our chat on Mediumship. You can find part two on your favorite streaming service. And now for this week's reading for The Collective. Um, so today, actually, I'm going to pull a card for The Collective of uh, Animal Spirit Guide. I work closely with the animal spirits. So t- um, for me, this is something that I, I would love to share with you. And for The Collective this week, The Snake uh, came out. And I think that's really apropos, especially coming up on spring. Um you know, spring is about transformation and uh, new things coming in, and the snake is a, represents that. Um, in general, where you know, a snake sheds its skin and starts a new, has fresh, fresh um, skin again, and it's in that constant transformation. And I feel like definitely the collective is going through a new transformation. Uh, where we're going to see a lot more people coming into their gifts. And we are going to see a lot of new faces or old faces really coming into the limelight um, where we weren't seeing that before. And, you know, I think it's also the snake coming in for the collective. It wants to share the gift of being able to go through transformation without having it be painful without it having to really uh be a, a a problematic process instead uh we should be embracing it transformation is um is a great thing um sometimes uh something that may look negative at the moment you know turns out to be something that was for your best good and um snake's gifts to us are that we should really just focus on the process of transformation and not necessarily uh, on the full outcome of it Uh, because the process is just as important than what the outcome in is um and again even if it's not what you thought it would be or what it um could uh you know, turn into something something amazing. It, it's okay. The transformation is there for a reason for the collective. We we need to keep moving in our um, spiritual growth. And large transformations happen all the time for us. And definitely, since we are in cycles all the time, um, and the beginning of the wheel of the year is coming up. It's a perfect animal spirit guide to help us through the transformation from winter into spring. Um, so yeah, so that's my my uh, my reading for the week. And Malloran also would like to share um her reading.
0: Yeah, thank you, Violet. Um that's awesome. I love that we got the snake, especially this week, being that we have so many powerful astrological placements happening i mean we have the new moon in aries we have the equinox coming in which is like you said the the start of the the wheel of the year um ostara which is starting this off and of course we have pluto entering aquarius which is pluto's all about the transformation so when you said snake i was like ding 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 (laughs) perfectly for that um exactly and coincidentally i also got um i pulled out three cards three tarot cards and I have death which of course is a very Martian card and of uh, Mars being the original ruler of of um of Scorpio um kind of gives us the same energy of this of shifting and transformation um being able to let go of like you said, the old the old version of us and welcoming in this new this new beginning. Um, you also have the king of cups reverse, which is also very interesting again, another card of Scorpio. um and it's reversed, which is also kind of showing to be able to manage our emotions, especially as we have the sun entering Aries. We have a new moon in Aries, which is already very fiery and in our faces and direct. And we have Pluto changing sign into Aquarius so this is a very very powerful week um and it might be good to temper our emotions and to make sure that we're thinking twice before we speak um especially as, as we're changing as as people as we're when a major planet like Pluto changes sign in, no one you know it's almost like death like we, we none of, no one can escape the grasp the, the hands of of this change so I do feel like you know, kind of giving yourself grace and giving other people grace as they're also transforming and changing, um, and just realizing that this 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 is a new twenty-year cycle. You know, so it's like not rushing off and just me making these determining. Uh, factors or uh, deliberations right away and giving it time like giving it space and time to per- percolate and to um, shift in our minds and just even our relationships with people are going to shift as well in between that the king of cups reversed and death we have the Wheel of fortune reversed which is another interesting again talking about the wheel of the year um, which i think is also a little bit of foretelling about these changes in mood and changes in our environment and to to try to hold back um, any kind of um, you know, overly direct communication <laughs> that's unnecessary, um, speaking with compassion, um, and still kind of maintaining, okay, we're we're working through things and so are other people. Um, so yeah, I think that snake energy definitely translates. And um, like I said, Pluto going into Aquarius is very, it's huge. And um yeah, this is definitely the uh, the shift that we're moving into, especially with spring hosts star coming in and, you know, tightly on its heels. Um, Pluto is bringing big, big, big changes for us. So yeah, this, this is what I got. I think our readings are in alignment.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the snake actually is a really perfect one for exactly what you just said too. And I really love what you said, like you know, transformation with grace. And I think that's kind of like what the snake actually embodies. Like they when they are going through their change, they're not like freaking out or anything. It's truly with like grace mm-hmm. that they're doing it. And I think what you just said actually makes a lot of sense,
0: yeah, thank you. And I always think about that. like i I love looking at snakes, and I think they're so they're so regal and how they do things you know they kind of shape up their skin like it's no big deal um where everybody else around them is the one that's freaking out like oh my god it's a snake and we're just things are just like i'm cool i'm just like hanging out here
1: <laughs> it's just a um, name
0: so <laughs> it's just yeah it's just me shedding my skin no big deal um i love this i love this so yeah thank you for joining us
1: Uh, If you like this podcast, please remember to rate us and leave a review on whatever streaming service you are listening on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, so more people can enjoy it.
0: We appreciate you very much. This is The Witch's Tea with Malorin at Moulay Divination.
1: And Violet at Violet the Green Witch.
0: Remember, you are magic.
1: And life is weird.